0: That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment.
1: You're one of us.
2: It's about $130 in gas.
1: Wow. Which, just know, that is going to be your life with this car. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. I'm Peter Billen. I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have a conversation without using Google or AI or fact-checking. Those things so often kill the conversation. You know, Cecil and I, we just started talking one day, and we really wanted to fact-check each other. So we really, really resisted it. And that day,
0: actually, when we did Fact check each other. You were right, and no, I was wrong.
1: Well, that's why I'm happy to be here as your co-host. <laughs> but you know, for those that you, for those of you that get it, we're so happy to here. Uh, but for those of you who've been listening for a while, and if you're new, you you might start hearing about our car series. We we each have a project car, and this is not a car um, podcast, right? We're no. not. We're not here to talk about cars, no. but every once in a while, every once in a while, we hear of some story that about a car that just
2: don't sound right. So we have a guest. I want to welcome Jovi. All right, everyone. I'm Jovi. Um, I'm 19. I have a 1980 L48 Corvette T-top that I spent a total of $58 to get. Nah. So
0: Oh, wait, 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 so wait. now most of you are going to think that this is what don't sound right. But tell your story. Tell us. Okay,
2: so at a friend's house, talking to her mom, she mentioned something about a Corvette that's been in the grandparents' basement forever, grandparents' garage, mentions they're moving, downsizing, just need space. Throws out the word, anyone that goes over there could just take it. So you were
0: just sitting there?
2: Oh, yeah. We were just having dinner. Okay. She brought it up. Okay. You, say, you say anyone. Now, now I'm anyone, so... See, here's the thing,
1: is I knew about the car. Did you? Yeah, I knew about the car, because she had asked me what I thought it was worth, if it was worth fixing up. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And I thought, sure. Sure it is. I mean, especially if you just get it running, it's, it's it's not worth
0: nothing. So you're just having dinner, and this gets thrown out on the table.
2: Yeah. And then, so I have some friends... Hermans, as you know them, that have a car trailer and a Silverado that tows great. Messaging with them, asking asking if I could borrow it. They're like, absolutely. About a month goes by, I finally get in contact with grandparents to have the Corvette. I message the Hermans; They're in Virginia. Uh. And so a frantic night of Googling the towing capacity of a 2004 4Runner. that's That's your daily. That is my daily driver. That is my only car. It is the best vehicle I've ever owned. And one trip to U-Haul the next morning, and me and my best friend are on the way to Charlotte, where the Corvette is.
0: So just geographically speaking, that's about, that's probably about two hours? Two hours, yeah. Okay.
2: And so we get there. I am not ready for the hill. Their driveway is one of the steepest driveways I've ever seen. This is the first time I have ever trailered anything. Nice. Mm -hmm. This is perfect. Lots
1: Lots of new learnings.
2: I have never been a bigger fan of the roll-down rear window in a Forerunner because looking out of the back with a trailer makes it so much easier. Oh, uh-huh. all right. So is in the middle. It's a very nice neighborhood. The couple across from us, he pulled out his car. He daily drives a 1998 Acura NSX. Mm-hmm. Nice. His wife drives the Maserati. Uh. <laughs> so, so
0: this is a nice
2: neighborhood. I'm in my old Forerunner with a quarter of a million miles in this very upscale neighborhood, just trying to back a trailer up this probably probably 20 or 30 degree incline. Yeah. It is significantly steep. And you, and you haven't backed trailers before. I have never pulled, I've pulled the trailer forward for a total of two hours from <laughs> Winston to Charlotte. <laughs> and so this is we get it backed up. Then I was informed the Corvette rolled. That was a bit of an exaggeration. The Corvette moved back and forth when you pushed it really hard.
1: Oh, man. So,
2: I had a tire inflator. We got all the tires up with as much air as they would hold. I believe I checked the date code. They are 38-year-old tires. Wow. Um, They held enough air for us to put the key in. It had completely dead, but we were able to take off the steering lock by at least turning the key, get it pushed forward, and then wait. Power steering isn't working. Mm. Steering is very heavy. It takes me and my best friend, with all of our force, wrenching on the wheel to turn the wheels.
1: Now the engine's not running,
2: right? Oh no, it is, the car is not running, it is completely right. dead. Okay. Um, then, we realize we have a problem. We have no way, because of how narrow the driveway is, we have no way to get the um, trailer in line with the garage. Gotcha. So you're gonna have to steer this car. So we're, we're gonna area. have to steer this car down an incline. Oh, with no brakes. With a parking brake. That is more of a suggestion. Ah. Oh,
0: <laughs> this This is a great adventure already. Yeah. This is such a great story. And so, so just to, just let me. So you're in an upscale neighborhood with a trailer. <laughs>
2: It, are, you, are you backed into the driveway? Backed in the driveway, front of the tour runner sticking about six feet out of the in into front. The, into into the, the, the Into the
0: street. Right, right. So you're on the incline, 20% incline, and you're trying to push a non-cooperative, uh, 3, very low-to-the-ground uh, Corvette Yes, yeah.
2: with That has a aftermarket front bumper that is so low that even with incline, with adding plywood boards to the ramps, physically could not stop from hitting the ramps
0: so just uh, just for the car geeks out there so the 1980 corvette had an option right? it
2: was a dealer manufacturer installed option which is the daytona style front bumper which i
0: don't personally prefer i don't think you either. i am with you on that yeah. so you got you plans to
2: replace that? yes anyways so after a lot of heaving we get nowhere mm. it's been about an hour and a half of just trying to load the car on Um, it is, I believe about one o'clock. We have to get the U-Haul back by four. We have one hour left to get it loaded Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or else I think it's about a hundred dollar fine. So I realize I have ratchet straps in the back of my car. Exactly. Now, did you
1: buy these new or did you find these alongside the road?
2: Oh no, these are ratchet straps (laughs) that have been in my car for, I think since I bought it. Okay, Okay, good. Because we do,
1: we often use, Ratchet straps that we have found alongside the. Oh, yes. As part of the
2: roadside Oh yes.
1: series. So were your, ra- were your ratchet straps, did they come with the car? With the they did,
2: they, uh, they, they did not. No, I stole them from my dad. Right. Um, Good. They have been sitting, they are still <laughs> in the back of my car, I believe. <laughs> but we find a hook on the front of the Corvette, and we find a hook point on the trailer. Problem, all of these ratchet straps are rated for about 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, we take four of them, hook each one to the front of the Corvette and just each handle by each handle go by and oh, hook man. one at a time till we force the Corvette up onto the trailer.
0: So it's dragging, right?
2: It's, it, the front lip is dragging. It, the front splitter was already cracked. Right. So I was like, okay, we're going to add a few, but it is what it is. Yeah. So we eventually get the car loaded up It was probably not – this is not my proudest moment. It was absolutely not weight distributed correctly. Mm -hmm. Don't do what I did. It was probably about 30% tongue weight. All right. She was squatting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we get it loaded up. That is the most nervous drive through Charlotte traffic I have ever made.
0: Now, explain what – just for people who don't know what tongue weight is. It's
2: basically when you trailer something – you want the weight on the actual hitch of your vehicle yes. to be roughly ten percent of the weight of your total trailer. Now my total trailer weighs around six thousand pounds. Um, the forerunner can tow about seventy one hundred pounds. However, I have probably thirty to forty percent tongue weight. So I have probably six hundred ish pounds sitting on the sitting tongue. on the back suspension of the Forerunner.
0: You know, we might have to do an episode on towing
1: in general. <laughs> There's I, lots I, I of things
2: that, that don't sound right <laughs> uh, about towing.
1: <laughs> That's fact.
2: Yes. And so I'm towing something that is heavier than the vehicle I'm driving by about 2,000 pounds, and by going about 55 in the right lane for two and a half hours, right. we just barely managed to squeak by and get it to my house, which also has a steep incline on the driveway. Yes, it does. But here we have another problem getting it off the trailer because <laughs> again, no brakes and our driveway's at an incline so we have to pull it all the way to flat ground before we can load it, but then there's a brick wall solution my dad was doing some yard work I said, hey, I'll pay you back and took four bags of sod sod? or four bags of potting soil uh-huh. like big $2 bags from Home Depot yeah. right. I roughly lined them up with where the wheels would be uh-huh. and I said, "Maddie." Get ready to push it. <laughs> so we just un unhook it from the trailer, unratchet strap it, uh-huh. and just say, it's either gonna hit that brick wall or it's not.
0: Ah, uh, you oh. built a berm.
2: And so we uh, we built two of them, because uh. we thought it would go over the first one.
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
2: We were right, it did go over the first one. Uh-huh. It almost oh. went over the second one. So,
0: so you built you built two big speed bumps. That's
2: right. Yep. <laughs> Just so
0: I know, I didn't know this story before we got started, <laughs> and this is exceeding all my expectations of what the story should be.
2: After we've loaded it, uh-huh. I then drive significantly faster than you should with a trailer back to U-Haul, mm-hmm. drop it off, come back, and go, okay, we're here. But now we have a problem. Another one, you might say, because I am alone as of currently, and I need to get this into the garage. Yeah. Now, this is on an uphill with no brakes, very limited steering, and very old tires. Solution, we have a bunch of old like um, incline ramps that you drive your car yeah. up onto, mm-hmm. so what I would do is have one under my foot, rock the car back and forth, do a big push to move it about two inches forward, then kick an incline ramp under <laughs> it. <laughs> Then Good repeat job. the process. There you go. And then I managed to get it all the way into the garage. So well, two
1: inches at a time. Two inches. At a, you got it up the took hill. Took about an hour way. and a half. All right. Up the hill.
2: <laughs> so our whole, we had, had it up the main hill of the driveway. Okay. The whole driveway is slanted. So even the garage itself is slanted. So when it
0: stopped, it was on a pretty flat spot up against the wall. Pretty over, flat spot. The, and
2: then it has to curve around, around the thing. Into the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun day.
1: <laughs> so atlas awesome. probably had an easier time getting that rock up oh, the hill man. than you
0: had this corvette going we away. made it that is an awesome story is and so now story. you're in the garage
2: now it's you in the garage it,
0: 54 bucks in 58. 54 dollars
2: in for the trailer yeah. and i guess i should add one tank of gas so about about a hundred dollars in total spent
0: that's awesome. That's a nice. That's a now, nice return. I know, and we're gonna we're gonna do words of wisdom here. We got a special guest for words of wisdom. All right, hey. So um, we have a special guest tonight. Lisa, our number one listener in Western North Carolina, is going to join us just for a minute. On that, don't sound right. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. So she came for a visit today, and uh, you can introduce the words of wisdom. Uh, the words of wisdom tonight are, patience is a virtue. Right. So we'll uh, we'll expand on that a little as we go. But thanks, Lisa, for listening and for, uh, for stopping and seeing us today. Yeah. Thanks
2: for recording every week. I look forward to it.
0: <laughs> All right. So I, I think everybody that's listening right now thinks that the reason we chose this story is because you got a car basically for free. But that don't sound
1: right. That don't sound right.
0: But the thing that doesn't sound right to me is what comes next. And what happened that day is that you were so patient about getting this car back running because I, I mean the confession here for me is when I drove if I would if I would have driven down to Charlotte, I would have tried to start that thing in the garage. I would have I would put a battery in it, well, if I points some gas in it.
1: If I heard it was rolling, mm-hmm you would have driven me down and dropped me off. Right, 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 right. And I would have (laughs) attempted to drive the vehicle back because I heard, quote, it rolls. It rolls. That's good enough for me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so that's the amazing part of this is that you were patient enough not to try to turn that engine over.
1: Now, Jovi, you've watched plenty of YouTube videos of these folks that go out into barns and fields. They find these old cars And their goal is to drive them home. Oh,
2: yeah. The biggest thing I've seen is that there's one key feature that really helps with being patient. It's not having any money. Ah, So about a week after I get it there, I get a battery. Get that in. Everything lights up. All right. Nice. Incredible. Feel great. Love Walmart batteries. Right. Same supplier as everyone else, but cheaper.
0: Right.
2: So everything lights up. I am so tempted to crank it. So tempted. Mm-hmm. but using my better judgment, I realized, okay, this gas is terrible. We have, it True. have to at least, if I do nothing else, get the old gas out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we have big gas canisters at our house. Uh-huh. The problem is they were full, and getting rid of gasoline is one of the most unexpected trials I have ever faced. I right. There is only one depot where you can get rid of it. Uh They are open from Monday through Wednesday from 10 to 3. Wow. And I work a full-time job. There's not a lot of options where you're there from Monday to Wednesday from 10 to 3.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right.
2: And so I managed to get off work. I said, okay, my boss, Ricky, I'm like, hey, you'll appreciate this. Just give me like two hours to go get rid of some gas. Run there. Take the old gas canisters, dump them off, bring them home. I'm like, okay, we can do this now. I start pumping out the old gas. It looks like transmission fluid. Wow. I have a picture of it. I don't know. It's an audio show, but right, right, right. it is. Imagine fresh, brand new ATF. That is what was in the gas tank.
1: We, we we can get that picture on our website. along, yeah, oh, along
2: with the, oh, the oh yes, I do. We need to. We need to. Oh yeah, right, right, I have. Exactly. I have plenty of pictures. Yeah, we're gonna do yeah. this. This yeah. is yeah. gonna be. Yeah. So. I'm just standing there. We have a fluid transfer pump in our house because we also have an old motorcycle we had an idea of fixing once upon a time. So I'm pumping the gas out. It's just disgusting. I've gotten as much as I can out. How much do you think was in there? It was a full tank. Oh. It had probably 16 gallons Whoa.
1: in it. Whoa. That would have been tough to dilute because, again, I would have had a gas can— I would have you know, thought, okay, there's probably old gas in here. Yeah. Let's put some new gas in. Yeah. Uh, Dilution is the solution yeah. to pollution. Let's just mix it up. But no, that wouldn't have worked on a full tank.
0: You'd right. know to put the new gas. I wonder if the full tank of gas saved your tank. Is the tank
2: usable? Tank is good, yes. Is it a metal tank? Yeah, it's a metal tank. Okay. There's no rust on it. That's probably why. Oh. That's probably what saved it. Yeah. It is, is it, clean inside, too. I've, um, I had a, a friend of mine has one of those boroscope cameras. Really? I have looked. They're really cheap, honestly. You can get them huh. on Amazon, but it's you just plug it into the bottom of your phone and use it. Mm-hmm. But I looked in the gas tank, and there's nothing in it.
0: So, so there's no, like, gun. Like
2: gun? So, so there was old gas, huh? but other than that, no rust. there was no rust, no holes, nothing I could find. Yeah,
0: I wonder if that saved it. I bet you it did. Yeah. But you still, like you said, you
2: can't dilute it there. Mm-hmm. And so then I go. I've gotten as much as I can out with the pump, and I hit on the gas can it still sounds full like okay we have got to get this out so what i do i hook up a tender to the battery so it doesn't die and then i take off the fuel line to the carburetor we have a bunch of old plastic canisters canisters in our house so i just take a bunch tape them to the end of that fuel hose Mm -hmm. and just sit there cranking it over dumping out the old gas cranking it over, dumping out the old gas, cranking it over until I get almost nothing out. Then I put new gas in, mm. keep cranking it over until it's the same color of the new gas that I just brought on. Oh,
1: good idea. See, again, like very found. patient. I mean, I would have gotten half done. Okay, yeah. that's enough.
2: Fill it up, right. fire it up. And then the last thing I did, which I have a huge bone to pick with General Motors engineers.
1: Why we, did they we are, make...
2: We all do. We, all do. we, all do. we yeah. Why did they make the entire... Front bumper, front clip, and front fenders and wheel wells, a single piece. Really? You cannot remove them without taking the engine out, basically. Wow. The engine has to come out the bottom because there is, on the front end, other than the lower front bumper, there is not a single body panel you can remove. Because there's just a single panel.
0: Even that nose, the aftermarket nose?
2: So the nose, you can't. That's the only thing you can disconnect. Okay. Everything else is a single piece.
0: Oh man. It's all fiberglass?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Fiberglass is the future. <laughs> so, the final, final, most annoying part is spark plugs. So, I went down, bought the cheapest set of $3 each spark plugs from the local AutoZone. I used a total of five extensions and two universal joints to get to the final four of them.
0: Mm, sounds about right. It yeah.
2: was about three hours just to do spark plugs.
0: Yeah. That sounds about right.
2: But new plugs, All new right. gas, I figure go for it. Have yeah. you started it at this I have point? not started it yet. Still yet? I figured I mean, okay.
0: In the store you have it, but you've started it.
2: Oh, period, I have started it, Okay, yes. okay yeah. So I go, I sit in the car I'm like, okay, okay, this is it. It either starts or I have a much bigger problem. Right. So I crank it over. It cranks a single time, fires up.
1: Wow, whoa,
2: it fires up almost, it might be faster than my forerunner. So, what size engine does this have? It is a um two bolt main 350 small block, nice. And so, it has the factory Rochester Quadrajet carburetor mm-hmm. on it, which is actually, despite 40 years, decently clean, has yeah. solid gaskets on it, actuates fine when you press down the gas. Mm-hmm. I, st- I start it up, it runs perfect. No, kidding. It is smooth as glass. No way. It is incredible. I know the transmission will move the wheels, Uh but I have not driven it. I have got the wheels turning while up on jack stands. Gotcha. But other than that, while I do not know the condition of the transmission, I know how bad the brakes are.
0: Well, I think think we'll stop here. I think think we have come to the end of another that don't sound right.
2: And so, (laughs) sitting on jack stands, waiting for parts to be delivered.
1: So basically, you've probably spent the most, and this is also a um, foreshadowing of your life with this vehicle, but up until now, you have spent the most money on gasoline. (laughs) Driving to go get it and bring it back, and the gasoline you had to put in there... And the ride you had to get home to dump the old gas out.
2: I was I was thinking battery, but no, I think in total <laughs> I think in total cost spent, it's about a hundred and thirty dollars in gas.
1: Wow. Which just know that is going to be your life with this car. Oh, <laughs> but yes. it is a life well lived. Oh yes. Well, uh, so
0: that don't sound right. A lot of things so far don't sound right, but you have come to the end of an, of come to the end of this that don't sound right.
1: Hey, before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. Thanks, Jovi, for being here and sharing your story. Uh, there's so many. I think we're going to come back to this story some more. I think we're going to follow the uh, the life and times of the of the Corvette with, yes. with Jovi. Uh, obviously, if this is your first time listening to our conversation, we hope you enjoyed it. If you would consider hitting the subscribe button or the check mark on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Also consider leaving us a review or give us a rating. Also, just want to point out that St. Patrick's Day is just <laughs> around the corner. And if you're looking for that green shirt, hat, pine glass, or, pa- pine glass or coffee mug that features that don't sound right, visit our merchandise or for some St. Patrick's Day somebody merchandise. Asked, somebody asked me about our merchandise today, and I
0: said it's it comes very slowly and it's overpriced. So it's <laughs> <laughs> We have set the expectation very high. So That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I am your co-host and sound engineer, Cecil. Peter is your web designer and other host. Emily is your graphic designer. Georgia, Giorgio is your product tester. Brent is our brand ambassador. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next Saturday night, stay curious. And keep talking.